This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here on Sports Talk, if you're on hold, sit tight. Coming to you, Jake Ellen Bogan, host of Believe in Rams, CEO of Downtown Rams. The Rams come to town. First trip in the building since the NOLA no-call. Jake, has that been brought up at all this week? Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Jake, what's going on with the Rams? Uh, I mean, Super Bowl hangover point, 2.0 or what? I mean, this is a bad football team uh, just like the Saints. Yeah, it's it's really hard to believe both these teams are playing what is not the most meaningful game this week. Um, you know, that that's really surprising to me. I was actually a fan of both of them coming into the season. But, uh, you know, I think really what it comes down to is, you know, people can point to the injuries, and they've been pretty bad. But I just think, you know, the offensive play calling with Sean McVay has been abysmal. And it is just really at no point this year have they looked like any bit of last year. And uh, when you have bad offensive play calling, you can't put points up on the board. You're playing a, a defense that's predicated on, you know, keeping teams below 20 points, but you can't even score 17. It's just not a winning formula. Now, uh, Jake, is that, uh, what would you say your observation? Is it the old line? I know Matthew Staff- Stafford now uh, dealing with the concussions, uh, And then now you don't have Cooper Cup available. Uh, you know, uh, we all know what happened to Odell in the Super Bowl. He was getting ready to have an MVP-type game. Then he was out. Uh, is it is it the O-line or what? You think if the O-line was playing better that it, it might be different in Holly's calling plays? Yeah, I mean, I do think part of it is the O-line. I think it's really a mental thing with Sean McVay. Um, you look at the seasons where they've had a – Phenomenal offensive line, not a lot of injuries. And, of course, those are Sean McVay's best seasons. But when the going gets tough, it has been tough for Sean McVay. He has the same amount of seasons in the top 10 in EPA on offense as he does in the bottom 10 on offense. Uh, So, you know, he's had seasons where they have been, you know, really lackluster. And, you know, really, you look at 2020, you know, the, the number one defense in the league, arguably, um, you know, with Brandon Staley at the helm, and they didn't really have much of an offense. I mean, it was it was okay. They were top ten in rushing uh, combined. You know, with Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and Cam Akers, the rookie at the time. But in reality, Jared Goff was the issue there. They felt like they were missing a quarterback, so they go out and they get Matthew Stafford. And sure enough, they were right in 2021. You know, the offense looks completely different. Right. And then <clears throat> you go to the next you know year. And everything is somewhat similar. I mean, you don't have Andrew Whitworth. You don't have Von Miller on the defensive side. Um, but I really think the guy over in Minnesota who left the Rams, Kevin O'Connell, yep. is also a big thing that's not being talked about. <clears throat> and I think he's a big reason why the Vikings are 8-1. and one. 
I agree with you, uh, Jake. Uh, a little bit on the health status of Stafford and from what you guys have been able to figure out the possibility or unprobability uh, if you play Sunday. And also, were you surprised a little bit? There's a lot of holes on the Rams football team. They sort of made an all-chips-in type move to try to get Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers offering a couple first-round picks. Um, and we've seen Burns, and when he's on, he, he he's special now as a, as a pass rusher. But were you surprised that they made that kind of multiple early-round pick type offer to Carolina? It has been their MO in the past, but there are a lot more issues and also sort of the health status of Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was all for it. Um, you know, I got word that they were interested in Brian Burns before it kind of leaked. Um, and then the first, the two first-round picks leaked, and I was telling people, I'm like, this is the Rams. Yep. No one else <laughs> is doing this. This is the Rams. And they're like, no way. They're, like, they're not going to take a 2024, 2025 pick. I'm like, I know. They're going to give up a second-rounder in 2023 in Cam Akers. And, uh, you know, Carolina decided to hold on. And I'll be honest with you, I think Carolina – is a quarterback away from competing. I mean, I really think that they made the smart move not trying to trade him away. They should hang on to him. But for the Rams, I mean, I don't think the move is any different than going out and getting Jalen Ramsey. Right. Fun fact, when they got Jalen Ramsey in 2019, you know, there were a lot of people that called that, you know, oh, well, he's not going to change your season. This team isn't making the playoffs. And you're right, it didn't. But they got Jalen Ramsey for the long term. And we saw how, you know, they reaped the benefits of that. And so I think – the Rams have kind of preyed on the organizations that have made mistakes, have given up on players too quickly, have given them poor environments. Um, you, you know, you look at Dante Fowler Jr. Uh, when they went out and traded for him. You know, another guy from Jacksonville, just a bad situation, wanted to get out of there. They've done that before, and they'll probably do that again. But I think this year it wasn't anything about they don't believe in the team necessarily. I think they just really went all in for Brian Burns, and it just didn't end up happening. And I'm all for it. If they acquired him, I'll be honest with you, they haven't really been drafting well in the set, on day two, you know? Right. And so, you know, honestly, at this point, I'm honestly like, I mean, it sounds weird, but I, do you even want them to draft in the second and third <laughs> round if you're a Rams fan right now? I mean, you know, I like Van Jefferson, but aside from him, you know, you got Tutu Atwell who you don't use. Oh, he's... You got Cam Akers who you don't use, yeah. you know? Uh, or maybe you shouldn't use. You know, it's it's kind of that whole thing. And, you know, to kind of follow up what you were saying about Matthew Stafford, I think he's a go this week. Um, he was a full participant today. And, uh, you know, John Wolford actually wasn't anywhere to be seen, according to Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic. So, uh, you know, there's a potential that Bryce Perkins, uh, the young, you know, quarterback that they're trying to develop, you know, the mobile uh, from Virginia, guy. Virginia, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, he he's gone through a lot. He broke his neck, yes. so he he's, he's done an incredible job getting back. And you know, he he's a friend of my show, so you know, always rooting for him. But I think he's going to end up backing up for uh, for Stafford this weekend, um, all things considered. But I think Stafford's a go. I don't think either of these teams should look at the season's over. I mean, you, you know, maybe some people would disagree, but I, I think at this point in the season, you know, you're in week eleven. If you strung together, you know, a crazy winning streak, I mean, you know, you're in the thick of it. So, you know, I say on both sides, even the Saints, I mean, I know it may seem bleak, but, you know, these are NFL players. You know, they're playing maybe in their last season of their contract. They're maybe playing in the rookie year. They might be fighting for their jobs in the front office. I mean, these teams aren't just going to wave the white flag like, you know, some fans might want. Right. 
Now, Jake, uh, this is a two-part question, and you bring up the season. And uh, you look at the L.A. market. Ah, if the team wins, I'll go. If they don't win, mm-hmm. I'm going to go surfing. I'm going to do something else. Uh, there's so much to do. But uh, this is like the Super Bowl era. Uh, the worst start in the first nine games of uh, being Super Bowl champs at 3-6. and six. What is the vibe in L.A.? Are they more worried about maybe if USC can get to the Final Four in the postseason? I want you to comment on <laughs> or that. Or can the Dodgers win? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like know, the, 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 the They're all down on the Lakers right now. But I want you to comment on that. And then also you brought up Jalen Ramsey. But uh, then they brought in Bobby Wagner. What do you think the play of Bobby Wagner, because uh, we know he was outstanding in Seattle, now 11-year veteran, and then even where Jalen Ramsey's at right now, because uh, those are guys are household names, but are they playing like household names this season? Yeah, so I'll, I'll first start off with the whole L.A. vibe. I mean, right now, just, you know, interacting with Rams fans, they're very disheartened. Um, I think a lot of them are wanting to see this team. They're not quite out on watching the team, but I think a lot of them want to throw the, the towel in, and I think a lot of them want to start – the young talents, whether that's Bryce Perkins at quarterback, whether that's Kyron Williams, the rookie running back, whether that's Lance McCutcheon, who is, uh, you know, a surprising. Oh, did we lose Jake? Oh, we might have lost Jake there. Um, Jake, uh, we, 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 we we got him back on now. Um, do we have him back on? If not, uh, listen, we're going to go to a break here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. want to thank Jake for giving us some insights on the L.A. Rams. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Back with Jake Ellen Bogan, host of Believe in Rams, CEO of Downtown Rams. Had a little technical glitch there. Jake, you're back. I know Bobby has a, has a Yeah, Yeah, Jake, uh, you were commenting on uh, the contribution obviously because, you know, big trades, household names, uh, Jalen Ramsey and uh, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, sorry, I lost you guys. Uh, yeah, so, so with Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner, I mean, Jalen is still one of the best corners in football. Um, you know, I think he is the best. He plays a little different than just what a, a stereotypical corner would do because they play more of that bend-don't-break, soft-shell coverage-style defense. Um, so he's not really playing bump and run. He's not really, you know, his physical gifts aren't really on full display necessarily. Um, but he's still having a really good year. And, and Bobby Wagner, um, <clears throat> PFF has rated him number one uh, in the league in, in linebackers this year. Um, but, Whoa. you know, just on on film, um, you can tell. You know, Wagner, I know people say he lost a step, but he didn't lose that much of a step. Let, let's be honest here. Wagner's still a very, very good player. The, the, the left tackle position uh, – you know, uh, I go back a long way with Andrew when he was at LSU, and um, yeah, he was a guy that was just such a good left tackle and played forever. Um, what's happened at that spot? It looks like what you're down to the third string left tackle and also the center position because I, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, I did a personnel evaluation for over 30 years, and I think that's one of the most underrated positions out on the field is that center spot because you've got to make the calls, you've got to make the adjustments, make sure everything is is running right. And that seems to be, too, an area of concern for me when I watch the Rams. Left tackle, center. Yeah, I mean, they've had issues pretty much all year at those spots. Um, you know, you start off the year with Joseph Nopum, the heir apparent to uh, you know, losing Andrew Whitworth to retirement, and then Nopum 
he gets banged up in the first game and um you know he plays through it but then eventually unfortunately he suffers a season ending injury uh to I believe his Achilles um and then you know the first game they also lost Brian Allen their center so they have used uh Brian Allen they've used Coleman Shelton they have used um I forget the the other guy's name uh, Jeremiah Cologne they've used so many guys uh, at center <laughs> it's it's been crazy um, and then left tackle now, they go from no boom to Alaric Jackson. Unfortunately, he's out for the season with blood clots. I hope he's going to be okay. Um, you know, and now they're starting a guy who was on the St. Louis Rams in 2012 and never played. He's finally getting his opportunity. Ty and Seki, he's 37 years old, and he's starting at left tackle. Well, we think Man, we have it problems sounds with like, the Saints. It sounds like what the Saints are going through here. Yeah, uh, who's you know, playing? Well, yeah, just really? So, Man, that, got, that's a real drop-off. So you have two struggling goal lines playing uh, one another. And, uh, Jake, looking at uh, – I think you might have briefly mentioned the running back position. It's always the quarterback's uh, best friend. Now, where is uh, Cam Akers after suffering, what, that Achilles tendon, uh, struggling his return from the field last season? Where is he at – as far as his bounce back. And then we got a text also. I don't know if it's family member or whatever, but we got like, uh, actually guess about the, the rookie running back from Notre Dame, that being uh, Kyron Williams. So, so where are they at with the running back position as far as, uh, well, you know, I know Matthew Stafford definitely wants help. That, that's somebody with fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, Kyron. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's been a weird year. Uh, um, you know, I've actually been a firm believer since 2019. Uh, the Rams had their successor to Todd Gurley uh, when they drafted Daryl Henderson in the third round in Memphis. Um, however, you know, he's dealt with some soft tissue injuries, and they've really babied him for the most part. Uh, he's like a poor man's Alvin Kamara. Can do it all, a really good in pass pro. Um, you know, he averages, you know, about 4.5 plus, uh, you know, per carry uh, each year, it seems like. Cam Akers was the flashy move that they made the next year. And he's the highest pick they've had in five years. And to be honest with you, you saw some really good things at the end of his rookie year would put him really much on the map, especially the fantasy map. Um, but he has not been that since. And I understand, you know, it's the Achilles, um, but it's just, it's honestly his vision. Um, he, he's having some issues, you know, seeing holes and hitting them. He has some hesitancies that, the other guys in the roster don't have. And with Kyron Williams, I'll tell you right now, um, the guy can do it all as well, as I mentioned with Henderson. I mean, you know, Kyron is somebody, he comes in at the end of the game last week, and I understand it was garbage time, but just to see the way he, you know, took on that role, uh, he gets a nine-yard run right away. Then they use him in the passing game. He, you know, catches three passes for 30 yards. So he had 39 yards on four touches, essentially, um, and this is a guy that, you know, when Henderson and Akers sat out with injuries in training camp, when they had the joint practice with the Cincinnati Bengals, Kyron Williams, the fifth rounder they traded up for, yep. is the one that was starting for them. So uh, they like him a lot. Um, you know, any fantasy fan that is listening to this, uh, definitely keep an eye on for Kyron Williams. Maybe not, you know, this year. Uh, they just don't run the ball enough, and I think that's honestly been their biggest issue. Um, but Kyron Williams next year, I, I think, is going to be somebody we're looking at maybe in the fourth, fifth round of the fantasy uh, football drafts. Now, uh, Jake, it sounds like uh, Matthew Stafford's uh, coming up, and 
Uh, I want to say off the top of my head, um, he's targeted, uh, I think, Cooper Cup right under 100 targets when you think about that. So uh, the serious angle injury, if there's no Cooper Cup, who is the guy? But what does Matthew Stafford do? Would that could that be? I'm not saying a blessing in disguise. Does, does he maybe spread the ball around more? Because I'm a Cooper Cup fan, but him not being available. What do you think they do now as far as targets in the receiving core? No, that's a great thought actually, because I've actually been saying that it's not a blessing in disguise, but it's something else, right? Because when you're constantly targeting one guy, it makes it incredibly easy for defenses to identify what you're going to do uh, pre-snap, right? So right. now that you take Cooper Cup out of the equation, you have Allen Robinson, who has a chance to take on a huge role. You have Van Jefferson, who got in the end zone last week. Uh, you know, hey, garbage time is not a big deal for some, but you want to finish the game strong. And him ending in the end zone, he needed that. He, he's been out pretty much the whole year. Uh, you talk about Ben Skoranek. Uh, a guy that people watched, you know, drop uh, a surefire touchdown wide open the end zone, yeah. about 30 yep. yards away from everybody uh, in the uh, the NFC title game against the Niners. And then in the Super Bowl, you know, he drops a pass, he tips it up, it gets picked off. Uh, he has bounced back in a big way this year. They've needed a lot out of him. And, you know, he has taken on the role of part-time fullback, also wide receiver. Um, so I think, you know, you'll see him this weekend. There's a chance that, you know, we see Tutu Atwell. I mean, I'm starting to feel like they're going to pull the plug on him, and I don't know if it's fair or not, but they're just not really giving him opportunities. And Lance McCutcheon is a guy um, that I'll highlight because this is somebody from Montana State that, you know, they they didn't draft. Uh, they drafted his teammate, Daniel Hardy, the, the pass rusher in the seventh round, who's been hurt all year. But Lance McCutcheon blew up in preseason. And you could say it's just preseason, but some of the – uh, receptions <clears throat> he was coming down excuse me uh, were just so impressive uh, to see him going up and high pointing the football um, you know a natural hands catcher a guy that can run routes uh, you know going up in between two defenders and plucking the ball over that I just you see it there and, and they're definitely there's some things to like about him they might actually use him in this game but we'll see there are definitely some guys I think it diversifies your you know basically your targets because you know, Stafford right. is somebody, you know, for a long time, and this is why it's kind of upsetting to see, you know, now everyone is like he only throws to Cooper Cup because he's a guy that was throwing to Danny Amendola. He was throwing to Marvin Hall. He was throwing the third-string tight end, seam buster down the field. I mean, I watched him with the Lions. I watched him for a long time. Yeah, with time. Calvin Thomas. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he, he's been diversifying, you know, his targets all his career. I mean, you know, this is a guy, it doesn't matter – who is on the field, if he's wearing, you know, a Rams helmet, a Lions helmet, whatever, like he's going to throw to him. And so I think Cup has kind of been more about Sean McVay trying to force it to him more than Stafford. I think they've been designed to go to Cup uh, and use guys to kind of create, um, you know, these open opportunities, kind of like we saw with Robert Woods early on last season. Do you think that they're completely out of the OBJ uh, sweepstakes? The Rams. So it's weird because I was told they're not. Um, and then, you know, OBJ practically told me they, you know, they were. Um, but, you know, I'll just, I'll be honest with you. I don't think anybody's out of it because it just takes that one offer, right? Yep. And he's somebody that coming into this year, regardless of the injury, he wanted 
uh, Michael Gallup money, oh. which I think is doable. Oh. I think it is doable if he's healthy. But the problem is he wasn't healthy. That's right. And he wanted he wanted a, you know at least a two year deal, probably a three year deal, and a four year deal would be great. No one in the contender uh, list is going to give him a multi-year deal. The Rams might, though. They're in a very weird position now. No Cooper Cup. Maybe they, they kind of throw uh, – you know, they, they throw caution in the wind here. They, they beat the Saints. They beat the Chiefs. Now, all of a sudden, they're 5-6. and six. If, if that's the case and OBJ hasn't made up his mind, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw money at him. They did the same thing last year. I mean, everyone's talking about how the Packers were the favorites. The Packers wouldn't offer more than the veteran minimum, and the Rams stepped up and offered them way more than that. So they've done it before, and the Rams are the only team, I think, that are willing to offer a multi-year deal. Uh, maybe the Giants. Right now, if I were to say anybody, I think the Giants are probably the favorite, um, you know, just because, you know, the opportunity to go back home and, you know, they're they're competing, you know, and all that. But, uh don't discount the fact they still have OBJ's locker up in L.A. Uh, he's got a great rapport with Matthew Stafford. He knows the playbook. I mean, he could be a plug-and-play type of guy. And, you know, if he's a competitor, so if he looks like he can help this team, this team just has to prove to him that they're still going to be fighting for a playoff berth, you know, when the time comes for him to make a decision. But, yeah, I don't think they're out of it. Yeah. I don't think they're necessarily – the favorites anymore like they were, right. but I don't think they're out of it. Now, now Jake, last question before we uh, let you run. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, he's been a thorn outside. Uh, remember, he all of a sudden, Drew Brees hurts his thumb, and I think if we all had a, all hands on deck and all the starters, no injuries in offensive line, Aaron Donald's thinking, man, they can't block me. And then all of a sudden, you plug in playing other guys. Where is Aaron Donald at? Because I'm looking at like the last five and a half seasons, and we're going to witness both of these uh, players. Most tackles for a loss in the NFL the last five and a half seasons. Aaron Donald, number one, at 101 uh, you know, tackles for a loss. Cam Jordan, uh, number three, at 81. And then you look at uh, leading active players in sacks. Cam Jordan has 112. Aaron Donald has 103. Is the Aaron Donald of old? But I know he has to have confidence going against that Saints O-line because he's always had big games. Yeah, and and the thing about Aaron Donald is he Jake, we really got about two minutes, on... just so you know, Jake. We got about two minutes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the thing about Aaron Donald, he really has had to uh, like take over. There's no Von Miller, and, and Leonard Floyd took a little bit to get going because of the knee injury. So in reality, I just think that we're seeing Aaron Donald try to carry this team, and he, it, you know, when that's the case, when he doesn't have another guy, he's not getting those double teams. He's getting triple teams. You know, he's getting quadruple teams sometimes. So, you know, I still think he's playing at a very high level. Um, this is probably a down year, if you asked him, by his standards, but he's still Aaron Donald, no doubt about it. Jake Ellen Bogan, host of the Believe in Rams, CEO, Downtown Rams. Thank you. All right, Jake. Thank Absolutely. you, Jake. All right, this is Sports Talk. Coming back for your calls next here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 